Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and we are on Goddess and Gab. And Mira Claire is my guest today, and I've wanted to talk to her for a really long time. So it's been fun just kind of like getting to know her and all her genius. And I'm like, okay, well, she is a brilliant being for sure. So tell them about you. Well, thank you for and that, Jenny. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on this show. Um, I'm super grateful. So about me, um, I would say that I have been looking at bodies and beings for almost 20 years now. I started with Pilates and, um, and the body structure and soon realized that we can't really compartmentalize this system that we are, whether it's look, just trying to work our physical body or going to therapy for our emotions or um, looking to spirituality for something greater, <clears throat> we're this whole being. And so I then started my exploration of energy medicine and what are we, what are we as a whole and how can we look at everything to change what doesn't work for us? And um, picking up tons of tools and schooling and studying along the way. And now I currently do uh, a modality called access consciousness that I've been doing for um, probably like seven years now. And um, it's basically given me tools that um, other modalities were sort of like, uh, do what we do. Access really expects you to do, to be you. And so, um, so that's, that's uh, it's a little bit different, and so that's what I encourage uh, the people that I work with to be you, and uh, I think we're going to explore that today. <laughs> what does that yes, mean? Yes, we are. And, <laughs> and one, one of the things that, a little teaser that she's going to tell you about is how to follow your yellow brick road. I don't know if you guys are obsessed with the ruby slippers. <laughs> I sure am. But that whole idea of, you know, finding your way home to yourself is, is such an awesome theme, and you always have the power within you. But what I really um, was lighting up when I first saw what you wanted to talk about was this whole idea of depression versus expression. And I want you to tell them a little bit about your journey and like what helped you. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I would say since being a teenager and probably before, because I've had people say to me, oh, I knew when you, when you were a kid, you were always so serious. Um, depression has always always been there and I didn't realize that that's what that was um until like mid like uh see I was probably later 30s where it was like super heavy and I couldn't get out of bed and it was just like I literally I wanted to kill myself and I wanted to get out of here and I was done however I had these two children <laughs> and I really didn't want to didn't want to leave them with that so um, I had to look at like, okay, well, what, what else is, what, what is this and well, what else is possible? And, um, so for me, the like depression being, first of all, I would say, I'm sure the way that I language it is that we are these infinite beings and we are infinitely aware and nobody tells us this. So you, it's like, it's like you have this cell phone and you're getting all the calls from all your neighbors thinking they're for you. Um, this infinite awareness that we have, we, nobody, nobody has trained us or taught us to go like, wait, is this, is this relevant to me? Is this mine? Is this something that, uh, 
that applies to me or is this just something that's happening in the wavelengths around me? Is this just the TV screens that are on? Um, what channel am I tapping into? And then sort of stepping back and having choice about that. So um, as I started looking at like, well, what, what am I being aware of right now? And um, in Access Consciousness, we, we have this, this tool, it's called Who Does This Belong To? And it's not that you're looking to figure out what all this stuff is, it's really just being aware of your awareness. So anytime you have a thought that comes in your head, like a worry about money, like, oh my God, that's so expensive. And before going down the road of this is so expensive, pausing right there and going, wait a second, is that really true for me? Do I, is paying $4.35 for a cup of coffee, is that so expensive? Is that something that I care about? No, I love paying that much for a coffee. You know, whatever your point of view is, if you're just tapping into all the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions that are around you, you can get sucked so quickly into something, into a reality that's not yours. So that tool. Oh my goodness, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you think about it, when, like if you're talking to somebody and then they start worrying about something and then all of a sudden now you're sucked into that when like before the conversation you had never even thought about that. Right. Right. And you might also notice that like you can get caught up very quickly in somebody else's world about something and then, or really inspired about something and then you walk away or the next day you're like, wait, I don't have any energy on that at all. Oh, that was all theirs. Mm. That's, that's really good. That is really good. And then you talked about, um, when, we, when we talked on the call before, about this whole idea of like repression, about yeah. that depression is really repression. And, I, and that, really, um, that really spoke to me. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, so just to say that, you know, being infinite and having this infinite awareness and um, probably being a little bit more strange than the people, like if you look outside of yourself, it's a constant judgment of, of yourself. Um, and when we do that, then we start to have to cut off the parts of ourselves and, like that just, that don't fit in. So the, you know, being like, oh, excited about the sunset and, so, and everybody else around you doesn't really care about the sunset. Then you're like, oh my God, something like, okay, I can't express myself with, um, how beautiful the sunset is. So I guess I won't do that anymore. Um, mm. But that is on, like, as a child, we do that so much about, like, like look at the enthusiasm of, that children have about life. And uh, adults and society then starts to cut them, cut that off. And that's wrong. It's wrong to have that much excitement. It's wrong to have that yes, much. Yes, you're right. It's wrong. Everything's wrong. Yes, I, I get that. And it's, so... It's yeah, so then we start to cut off the, the, oh, this is wrong, so now I will cut that part off, of me, off, and then and we start to depress, to repress those parts of ourselves um, that really, that aren't wrong, it's just that, no, they're just different. And so when, I love that. as we, uh, so if you think you have to fit into the society and that all those weird parts of yourself, that there's something wrong with that, that is depression. That is depressing yourself to fit into a very low vibration here on this, in this reality. Um, and that's where the, to, for me, getting out of it has been expressing myself and, um, and, and expressing those parts that have been, have been cut off.
Yeah, and it's it's like that's where asking the questions like what parts of me that I cut off that I if I could be I could create a whole new reality. That actually rhymed. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> that actually that well, rhymed. But I was like, I'm just thinking about the access language, which I found access. I don't know. I think like I feel like it was 2010. I might be lying. It might be 2011. But um, I was like fascinated with the whole idea of the questions, and I've taken a lot of uh, workshops from access. And um, I loved the whole idea of it really, it kind of, I love the shakeup of the mindset. I love to question everything that I was doing before and to just like look at different possibilities mm-hmm. within myself. And, um, and I love this. Um, well, I'm going to go into that in one second, but what you just reminded me of is, is as children, we're so intuitive. Um, the baby yesterday or not yesterday, um, I think it was last week. She, said said that I um said something that was on my list the grocery store list that I had not spoken about and then I showed my nine-year-old and I was like look look at what's on my list look what I have to get next next and it was beans it was it was literally beans and so she doesn't give a shit about beans so she has no like it's not like it was candy and she said it and it's because her mind is open she is not like bogged down with all these repetitive tapes like we have in our mind that's playing over and over and I remember as a kid being so intuitive that like grownups would actually talk to me about their problems. It's kind of weird, but it's not because that's just like, sometimes you recognize that a soul is a little different. And then as time would go on, there would, there would be like, because I was a sensitive soul wide open, not knowing how to like receive, like I know in access, it's, it's not about like protection. It's more like being able to receive all of it and not have to like, you know, make that be a negative. Um, And I'm not, I'm probably saying it in a different way than they would, but I know for myself, I was always avoiding judgment. And that's where I think that we do learn to cut off parts of ourselves because we just fear that judgment so much. So I would have like the kid that would just be like, tease me or someone just have to like, they would see, I was like this shiny being like just a happy, loving person. And they would have to say something just to knock you down a bit. And so I would shrink and go into the wrongness of me. And then also I would have these intuitive awarenesses. So if I would, if I would see you and I hadn't seen you, you know, since last week and I was like, what's going on? Like, it seems like something's, uh, you know, wrong. And then you would say, no, nothing's wrong. I would then doubt myself and doubt what awarenesses I was getting when really I was so tapped in. Like I totally could read the shit out of people, but people don't want to say, you know, they don't want to deal with their stuff sometimes. So I was just kind of like, like you said before the call, like giving them too much information, like right. that kind of, you know, giving them, you know, telling, talking about something that they're not ready to talk about. So I think that's pretty cool to look back from your childhood and see like the parts of who you are now, like parts of that springing up when you were little. Mm-hmm. And one of the things um, before we get to the yellow brick road that I thought was so juicy and beautiful that you spoke about was this, you know, in our industry, Everything is about blocks. And I talk about blocks because I will see somebody's blocks. Like, it's not like, I don't want it to be where it's like, you have to work with me or you're just going to die. Like, you're just going to die. Um, <laughs> but I like it to be like that I will, you know, I will find your block very easily once you talk to me. And a lot of it is, goes back to childhood. We start making decisions when we're children about how to fit in. And, um, and so I love to sort through people's stuff. But I think of it as like, I... I think of it as like untangling is the energy that I would, that I would say, because it's like things get so twisted around to like money or sex or 
your being or your happiness, like it all gets kind of like mixed up with everybody else's things and societies and your parents and all that. And then you throw in these beliefs that you start to think about yourself along the way and not being enough. And I like to sort that out and kind of like just almost like like bring in some air is all I can like, I don't know how to otherwise, you know, say that. And, and not like I would never be like, oh, that's a block that you're going to have to work on for a while. I don't believe that. I think that once you become aware of something, it kind of can't run the program anymore once you bring it to light. But so what did you, um, what did you want to tell them about blocks? Because I thought it was so beautiful the way you, the way you were just like, nope, there's no such thing. <laughs> Well, to, I think you described it really well about how you look at something. Once you bring your awareness to it, 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 it has no choice but to change. Um, and in, in looking at everything, judgment is like, um, is like, uh, is like Agent Orange. It is, it is the killer of everything. So um, we use this judgment uh, against ourselves all the time and really there is nothing wrong there is no wrongness you have never done anything wrong maybe there are things that you'd be like oh yeah i don't like how that turned out and i'd like to do something different but there is no wrongness everything that has brought you to this moment is perfect and i think that is like if you stop looking backwards and judging everything and killing like, like any sort of excitement or um, growth, uh, then it's like the, we're so good at that. Comparing, comparing, I love the quote, um, comparison is a thief of joy. Like that judgment oh, I love that. and comparison mm -hmm. uh, is what this whole reality does. To, to, to suppress, to depress, to squish <laughs> all joy. <laughs> joy is not a valuable product here. Um, and uh, that's where our, our fight for our reality becomes real. Like, actually, I am not going to judge myself for that thing that you think I'm wrong for. Judgment is not real. Judgment is just somebody else's point of view. I love that. And you know what? It's interesting because I know that, you know, I looked at it as like, if I changed my mind, then I was being flaky versus you constantly change your mind when you have a new awareness. So what worked for you last week might not work for you this week. And I, I always like would feel like I had to stay true to one thing when it's like, it's kind of impossible. You kind of have to like go along with what works in any given what is it 10 seconds like what is going to work now right and I well, think yeah. that so it's like um one, it, sorry go ahead no I, I'm going to ask you a question after this okay. go ahead I was just going to say it's just like driving if you were driving and your map is updating you and there's a huge uh crash in front of you you're going to you're going to change courses you're always getting new information and the idea that you exactly. have to be like oh I have to go from point a to point b because I said so uh, that's, that's just not, that's just not real. I mean, yes, you can always, you can be like that flaky, but the flakiness is, especially if you're like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I have to change plans. Like that's not, actually not flaky. That's just going with what's in front of you. Oh my God. That's such an important thing. That's like one of the things that's been hard for me to work on through the years was no, 
And now I'm just like, nope, I'm, I can't do it. Like, no, I'm not, I don't say sorry. It's just like, and one of the things I've been empowering women, empowering women with lately is, is to say that doesn't work for me. Like right. men can say that and I'm not a man hater. Please don't think that I'm a man hater. It's just that I actually try to observe the way my husband does things and, um, and like the way I'm raising my sons and like what's acceptable for my daughters. It's, it's all the same for me, obviously, but for women, we have had a harder time being able to set our boundaries and say no. And people not be like, well, why? And the, the genius thing is here. If you don't feel like you have to explain yourself, nobody asks you why, but if you go in, like I would say no. And I would be like, no, I can't do it because I already have a prior obligation. And I'd sound like I was lying. <laughs> so like not in myself like that whole, um, what works for you and I did everything out of obligation and then sometimes you need to say like I'm sorry I can't do it now because of blah 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 and that's where if you feel like you're going to let people down that's not your responsibility it's really not I think that everyone is resilient enough to be able to handle when you have to change plans and you know as a mom like that's just like you have to do that that's just like a, a given that you have to do that with, depending upon what's going on with your kids um one thing about the following the yellow brick road that I think would be a fun um, kind of exercise, and this is me putting myself um, on the chopping block here, so to speak. But so if I come to you and I say, um, you know, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because I want to get out there to a larger audience. That's no, that's that's not um, anything new that somebody wouldn't know about me, but I want to get out there. And so if I said, like, I feel like I'm blocking myself or I feel stuck or what am I doing wrong? that's all the language that I'm coming to you with is that whole stuck and, and wrong and whatnot. What would you say to me? Um, so another, as, really, one, as with your one-on-one -on -one clients. Yeah. So an, uh, another really awesome tool is um, what feels light is true. And what feels heavy is a lie. And you already I mean as we all have this it's just maybe we've never used it as a tool when you see a baby when you hear a baby laughing and that feels really light or the sun looking at a sunset that something that lights you up inside mm -hmm. yeah that's true for you that makes you feel alive um and then if something's heavy if it's heavy it's just not true so now as you say all those things like all and all that stuff actually feels heavy when you're saying it so mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, well, what is really true? Do you really want a larger audience? I do. Okay. What, as soon as I asked you, as soon as you started talking about the light and heavy, I know exactly what you mean. Uh -huh. What I got is writing is light to me. Uh, Marketing yeah. is heavy to me. Uh, That's the truth. Okay. So you, when you Which said, I bullshit. Do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so mm -hmm. that, that feeling of expansion, actually, yes, I do want to reach a larger audience. And the heaviness in there is that you had conclusions or points of view that you would have to do it through marketing. And that there is a struggle there. Right. And that also um, that my parenting would suffer. That's been right. a, um, a thing that I've been aware of myself, okay. that so I would I'll, hold myself back. All right. So I'll pause you right there and saying my parenting would suffer. So that's where I would say, is that really true or who does that belong to? That's a good one. That's, that's, that's me having a mom who worked a lot. 
and okay. me wanting to um, have my cake and eat it too. So, so everything that is, and I'm going to use the access consciousness clearing statement, everything okay. that that is and everything that that brings up, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Hell and, yeah. Okay. And return it to from wherever it came from with sparkles and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> to all the martyr moms. I'm returning yeah. that to them. Cool. I'm so done with that shit. That doesn't allow that good, bad, right, wrong, pock, pod, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And for your listeners that don't know that, that's the access clearing <laughs> statement. It's very easy. You go look up accessconsciousness.com or theclearingstatement.com and you can learn a whole lot more about that. But basically that's just a, an energetic way to just delete, mm-hmm. delete everything. So cool. So now look at it. Truth, if you, um, if you had a bigger market, would your parenting suffer? No, it doesn't have to at all. No. Yeah. It just changes. It just completely changes. That's all. In what I do, you know, like in the, if I delegate out my laundry, my, you know, like those kind of duties, Mm -hmm. then that doesn't actually have to affect my parenting. I can show up just as a different version. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we think like we have a lot of conclusions about something and usually those conclusions are not ours. And usually if we're willing to take a second look at it and really be like, oh, well, actually, if I had a bigger market and I was making more money, um, I could I could have more for this and I could do more for my kids this way and I could create mm-hmm. more in the world and I could actually contribute more. So everything that is locked up about that, that's just so not true. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and it's, but it's like, once you like open up that, that kind of like Pandora's box, then it's like, I've asked myself, do I fear judgment? Because like, I know like a larger, you know, audience and you have judgment, but I've had to deal with that on a smaller scale. And, and I've gotten great lessons out of that because it's really not about you. So you just need to like, um, this is where I guess that whole idea of, I know that I've heard Corey Michelle talk about um, another access facilitator talk about whole like that whole idea of receiving. So you get to be a you know this you know best-selling author and speaker and all this, and so you're going to have some critics. So what's that idea of uh, the being willing to receive it all, like even the judgment? What is that? Um, it's actually the resistance to receiving it all. So we don't okay. want to receive judgment. We don't, it's just, it's just this reality. We do everything to avoid judgment or shame or um, envy. We, uh, they're just uncomfortable energies that, um, and that we don't like at one point we're like, Oh, that, that wasn't fun to experience. I don't want to do that again. Rather than mm. just looking at it as like, Oh wow, that was a lot of energy. Like it's just energy judgment. Like I said, judgment's not real and it's just other people's stuff. Um, and it, it, if you are not in resistance of it or um, alignment with it, because a judgment could be something that looks positive also. Like you're a really great public speaker. Um, if it's coming from a point of view that they're a bad person, they're not a good public speaker. You know, there's, there's judgments that can, that are disguised in a positive way also. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just, the willingness to receive all energies. So when somebody has like, um, it's, it's just like, I don't know if I could say it any differently, but that it is just the willingness to receive everything, whether it's good, whether it's bad, there is no good or bad. It's just energy. So the willingness to 
be somebody in the public. People are going to like you and people are going to hate you. If you have money, mm-hmm. they're probably going to envy you. And so, yeah, it's a good idea to keep yourself from not having money so that you don't have to experience envy. I'm just joking. Well, I, guess I don't think that's a good it, idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I guess it's like the way I perceive it is that like, it's like someone's trying to give you like a bag of poop and like, it's, it's not about you. It's like they have this bag of poop they're trying to give you and you don't actually really like, you can like, you don't actually have to take it. So, and that doesn't mean that you're not receiving it as you're hearing it, but by you taking it on, that's where the shame gets created. Right. You don't have to take it and smear it all over yourself and be like, exactly. You can throw it right in the trash can. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You'd be like, okay, thanks. Exactly. It goes over here. Exactly. And what is that? It, it, what is that saying? Um, it's like interesting point of view. That's yeah. what it says. Interesting okay. point of view. Interesting point of view is interesting point of view. I have this point of view and interesting point of view. They have that point of view because everything is just a point of view and your point of view creates your reality. So if you think that there is something wrong with you, um, that then you will find situations that validate that, that there is something wrong oh with you. Oh my God. I only, you know, I, I only attract um, losers. Well, yeah, then you will mm-hmm. attract losers and you won't be able to see all the other possibilities that are there for you. And that brings me to this um, yellow brick road. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. how do you know when you're lost and you don't have that sense of self, how do you find that? And that's where I'm going to come back to that sense of what makes you feel light is true for you. And everybody's lightness is different. There are how many billions of people on this planet? Every person has a different reality. And you trying to fit into somebody else's reality just doesn't work. And now is the time to claim your own reality. And that's not fighting against anybody. It is, it is standing in what you know is true for you. And the way you know that is by what feels light, what makes your heart sing, what makes your cells feel alive, what, what brings you joy. And it's not a huge, it's not this like, oh, I won the lottery. It's not that way off their fantasy thing. It's like right now, like um, you were saying before we started recording, like you took a picture and that made you feel good inside. You can, it could be, um, smelling a flower it could be listening to a conversation um across the way it doesn't these aren't big things these are just everyday moments and in those in every every day you find something that makes your heart feel alive and then you ask for more of that and Mm -hmm. every one of your listeners has something if they're willing to look at where that where where that lightness is that and then asking for more of that and demanding more of that and only choosing that, then the yellow, then it's the universe is like, oh, yes, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Mm-hmm. Everything will fall into place. Um, and it's, and you can do this with everything the, with what food you want to eat, like what feels light, um, where you want to go, how you want to get there. That lightness is your yellow brick road. Um, and I like to ask people, like, what, what is the future you would like to be creating? Not the details of it, but, like, what's the quality? What's the essence of that energy? What are the colors? What does it feel like? 
and then only choose that. And that's what becomes your yellow brick road. And acknowledge when it shows up, when it shows up in taking that picture, when it shows up in a bite of the most delicious chocolate or um, a friend laughing, a conversation, a conversation. Like all these things are energies and they create things. And the more you can be aware of what you are creating with what you're choosing, that and asking for more of that and acknowledging it and asking for more of it and acknowledging it and asking for more of it and acknowledging it, then your reality gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And all the things that are happening outside of you get less and less um, important and less reactive. And you're like, oh, well, that, that's fine. You know, that's okay that that's happening. This is my reality. And it's not from a point of view of fantasy. It is, it is actual. It is happening every day. You find something that makes you feel alive and you build on that. Mm, I, that's a good question. What makes me feel alive mm-hmm. is for people to ask them is what makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. What other things make me feel alive? And just, it's not for them to answer. Mm-mm. It's for them to just put that out there. So if they could ask three questions today, I would say for them to ask what makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what else is possible? Mm. How does it get any better than this? <laughs> and then, and then maybe like when something is lighting them up, to say more of that, please. Or can I have more of that, please? Like, yes, yeah. I, I love all of that. Um, and I feel like this conversation has been so expansive. And I'm, when I'm picturing this yellow brick road, I'm thinking in my mind, like I need to write a blog about like my yellow brick road and what, what I've learned, you know, on my yellow brick road. And that's something for everybody to kind of like look into the characters and, and see like what part of you do you resonate with that? What's the lesson that you've learned there with the lion? you know, with the um, Scarecrow, with the Tin Man, like I'm just getting all this, you know, visual. And right. also this kind of solar plexus energy and sunshine of the yellow brick road, because yeah. because I work with the chakra system, it's really about like standing, it's like standing in your own truth and in your full power and not shrinking down, exactly. which a lot of women have, a, you know, the, that kind of martyr mom that I was saying, you know, that I wanted to send the energy back to that whole, like, you know, being confident in who you are, which good, which is, is also about that you can't fear the judgment because if you really want to be the truth of who you are, like that's where the juice and happiness is really going to come from is when you are in full expression of yourself and yeah. people will say whatever they're going to say. I mean, God, the things that people say to me sometimes, I'm just like, it cracks me up because you know, I'm just like, that has nothing to do with me. It's, it's their inability to um, stand out um, and their own, like, you know, they're in their comfort level. They're in their comfort, comfortable space. And I'm like, I'm all about like expanding beyond that. Right. You know, well, actually, beyond my comfort zone. <laughs> when when people are judging you, it's actually not anything about you. It's that they're judging themselves. That that you are being something they are not willing to be. Mm. And and that's that's that that is that question too. Is about what what if we're going to leave them with the last question? Is that whole energy of like what are you unwilling to be? That you know that possibilities are unlocked from that. What is that? I feel like there's a good question there and I don't need to throw you off and put you on the spot, but I feel like I would, the question that I would really um, invite your listeners to ask is if I didn't have to just self, what could I create? What could I be in the world? If I didn't have to judge myself, what Mm -hmm. can I create? What would be available to me? What would I be? Who would I be if I didn't have to judge myself? Mm. 
if judgment wasn't like real, what would be available for me? Wow. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, my, my mind's going, ding, 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 ding. It's just like light bulb and light bulb. Because I'm just asking myself these questions and I'm going to keep playing these questions in my mind all day. Like, yeah, like, what was I forgetting, you know, that I'm good at even that, you know, if I could allow myself to step into that, like, I'm just literally, it's now the question Pandora box has been opened up and I'm going to write down a shitload of questions. And that's a good way to journal is, you know, sometimes it's, we go to conclusions and, and facts about the way we're feeling, but to ask, like, go on a journal rampage about asking questions and they don't have to be worded perfectly. Cause I do know that there is a formula that's great for, you know, asking the perfect questions, but this is just an exercise for them to like open up kind of the universe's help, you know, and allowing them to get these things and to get these awarenesses. So that's what I would prompt them to do. And so please tell them how to get all of your goodness and yumminess that they've been experiencing. Sure. Um, Well, one thing is I have a free iPhone app that has more questions and um, pretty pictures. It's called Joyful Living, and it's in the iPhone app store if you would like to download that. Um, For me, you can always, I invite people always to ask me questions. If you have questions, email me. You can you can go to my website, which is miraclaire.com, M-I-R-A-C-L-A-I-R-E.com, and, um, and link up with me there. Um, or on Facebook, Miraclaire, uh, I think Denver might be the best way, but I'm around and teaching classes, doing privates, either in person or over the phone. Um, we do some lovely body processes if, you're, if it's something with your body that's not changing. Um, so yeah, I encourage people to reach out. I mean, asking for help is like the hugest first big step. I mean, if you can do that, um, that is the majority of, of, of the work. <laughs> mm, mm, I love that. Yeah. And if you just want to send me over the link to your website, I'll make it really easy for them to pop on right Great. Um, in the in the link for the podcast, and I thank you so much. It's yes. I feel like I've known you for forever, and it's the first time that we've talked. I'm like, why don't I have more of these conversations? It's funny. It's like they're just so so yummy and juicy. So thank you so much. You contributed so much. You're so welcome. And I know everybody's gonna. This is gonna be very new information for a lot of you guys, um, and a lot to take in, and it's so expansive. And I think that you should always be looking for new opportunities for awareness. And, um, you know, I think that there's all different flavors of different things and I sure like to taste all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone has. <laughs> the other thing too that I would say is that I've, I've really tried to put into this call a particular energy. So if you've got something out of this, re-listen to this podcast, listen to it in the evening. Like there's something here and the more you listen to it, the more it will be available for you. For sure. I think that there's a lot and and there's going to be a lot for them to think about. I think you gave them some, some um, new ideas that they probably have never heard. Like the whole idea of not like not being wrong. There's no wrongness of you. It's kind of like, I just hear like, like minds exploding, like boom, boom. But but like in a way of like freeing them up from this prison of, you know, self-doubt and judgment and all of that. So yes, thank you so much. And everybody stay tuned for the next episode of Goddess and Gab. Thank you, Mary Claire. You're amazing. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, sweetie. Okay, bye, guys.